0: There we go. Did you hear it? Did you hear it say recording? Uh, yes, now, oh my now God. we're recording. We just spoke for um, 28 minutes about uh, two different movies, and I didn't hit record, and it's all gone to waste. Yay. So
1: You learned something.
0: It's time for the moment you've been waiting for. Well, you that think? was a disaster. <laughs> yeah, we the whole big summer movie review is now the little summer movie review. I guess we only missed Spider-Man and Asteroid City, but then you you didn't even see the next two movies that I want to talk about. <laughs> so I guess I'll have to just sprint through them. I saw I saw A24's Talk to the Hand or whatever it was called. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Cannot go for more than 90 seconds. Am I clear? What happens after 90 seconds? <laughs>
0: don't want to stay uh, <laughs> i wish talk to me you did you wish what
1: that it was called talk to the hand
0: <laughs> oh i thought you were like i wish i saw it and i was like ah maybe not because um,
1: everyone described for some reason no one can remember the name of that movie even though i think it's like a pretty and so everyone calls it like the hand movie like every time i hear someone talk about it like oh you know the movie where like she like talks to the hand so (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) Yeah, honestly i i wish i had more to say about this but i don't simply because it's it's just left my brain it's one of those where like i think i walked out the theater by the time i got to the car i was just completely done thinking about it you know um
1: was it did it was it scary
0: no no, I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't bad. It was just um, it, it didn't leave any impression on me, I guess. It was very it was very first time director, you know, like it felt like, OK, these guys have some talent, but things are a little sloppy here. So I think maybe I it saying,
1: had like great. First time director of horror
0: films, though. So it's an Australian film, and it was it's directed by like two dudes who I guess were like YouTube kids um, Danny and Michael Philippo uh, from Adelaide, South Australia. And yeah, they were like just YouTubers who I guess were pretty big. I've never heard of them. But I mean what do I know? And <laughs> they lived in like one of those one of those like obnoxious like YouTuber houses, you know, where like all the famous people like live together. Um and oh. they do stupid like vlog stuff. Yeah, like super weird and like kinda fratty and odd, right? Um yeah. I guess one of them was in one of those like Logan Paul boxing matches, but not like against Logan Paul, but like on the card for that fight, you know. Yeah, super super weird, right? Just like okay. you, you would expect any of that. But the movie does have like a very like there's a fratty kind of element to it that so when I learned about all this, I was like, okay, I guess that kind of makes sense cuz basically um, I mean the movie opens at a house party and mm-hmm. Uh, there's, like, the cold open of, like, this dude goes crazy and stabs someone at the party. And then, woo, talk to the hand. And then the movie proper begins. And basically, it's just about, like, this these cool kids at school who, like, find this this hand thing that when you touch it, you can see, like, the dead realm like a like a dead person like appears to you basically and you can communicate with it but there's like you only have like a minute or 2 minutes or something before the demon kind of like possesses you mm. um so it becomes like basically there's this whole sequence which is kinda of fun, probably the best part in the movie where like it becomes like a party trick. Like they're doing it over and over again. They're like, ah, oh, you I hey, Billy hasn't gone yet. He's gotta take his turn. He wants to talk to the head. He wants to see the big guys and then like they sit him down and then he like does it and he comes out like, Whoa, that was crazy And then someone's like, Ah, oh, get me in, let me go next. I wanna talk to the dead and then they just keep doing it like over and over. But then you know, Oh, someone's gonna take it too far. Someone's gonna get hooked on the dead hand and then that's when things get silly. They invite, like, basically they see their dead mom and they invite, like, their dead mom in and then they start having, like, visions of their mom and they're kind of... It, it becomes one of those movies that's all, like, an allegorical for uh, loss and grief and tragedy and, like, that sort of thing, which is, like, the A24 staple. So, of course, they picked up this movie, you know? Um, mm mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. It was just hampered to me by, like, first-time directoriness where, you know, as someone who who loves horror movies, I think one of the most important things that, like, a horror movie can do is, like, establish, like, rules. You know what I mean? Like, set the rules, and then the movie has to play by those rules. But this one had – it was one of those movies where, like, the rules kept changing. Like, suddenly something would happen, and I was like, oh – I didn't know you could do that. And then, like, later, they'll do something else. I'm like, oh, I guess you can do that with the hand now. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. do you remember... Did you see Don't Worry, Darling from last year, right? Remember how, like, it turns out to be a big... They're all asleep, and it's like an Inception thing, remember? Uh-huh. And remember how there's, like, that one throwaway line at the end during the stupid car chase where just out of nowhere, one of the characters is like, if you die here, you die in real life... And you're just like, oh, uh, okay, I guess <laughs> that's like that's that's the rule now, right? Like, it just comes out of, like, it was never, there was nothing that built up to that. There was no establishment. It was like, oh, I guess right. that's how that's this like works now. a
1: pretty big deal.
0: Yeah, and that's how I, I felt this movie was. I, I can't give any examples, because like I said, it, it just left my head so soon. But I just remember sitting in the theater, and a couple times I was like, it's like a character would say, like, oh, but you can't do this, or else this might happen. And I was like, oh why okay like just i don't know it just they they kept doing that and to me that's that's kind of um those were part of like the amateur marks you know what i mean like the when they're these two kids are writing the script and like they don't really know where to go so they're just like well now the hand also does this you know just to like kind of get themselves out of a corner um Mm -hmm. And that was very annoying because like the rule establishment in in horror movies in particular is like really important to the genre i think so uh not a bad mm. movie don't like avoid it but i didn't think it was anything special i
1: don't know. I don't even want to avoid it i just like horror movies if they're not and i love horror but i love good horror and anything that isn't good horror is like really bad right because it's just like it's such an easy thing to phone in just like do like jump scares or tropes and not care about the characters and not you know it's like just relying on like the horror aspect so unless it's an amazing horror film like i really do not want to see it like i don't know just all the trailers coming out for new what there's like the nun two, There's which is yeah. part of like that one franchise um there's the new the exorcist conjuring universe
0: which is now apparently yeah, a more. universe and it's like okay
1: everything's a universe they're, yeah, they're, not, they're
0: not even playing by the rules it's just like oh it's a universe now there's there's like help, what so there's like conjuring one two three and isn't the annabelle movies part of that too and then now the nun movies so it's like the fuck is going on? Like, why? Why is this all happening? But it's such yeah.
1: trash. So at least with that one, at least it's like not part of a franchise. So I'll give it that.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's one where whatever their next movie. Well, I guess so. A twenty-four already greenlit the sequel like a week after it came out. I was like, These YouTubers, Jesus Christ! Wow. Wanna, you think I, it's I because it the made.
1: Oscar was just won by Everything Over All at Once, which was like two guys who. We're kinda like broy and they're like, Oh, this is the formula to win us an Oscar.
0: No, I think it's because it cost four million and it made almost <laughs> seventy million. So that's a big hit for you know yeah. seventy million against a four million dollar budget. That's a, it made a solid 70? goal hit. Yeah, it made wow. seventy million and it only cost four. So yeah, yeah, I guess shit, like after greenlit. the first weekend they were just like, do it again. I'll see whatever they do next, because I could tell that there was that there's enough talent there, they just need to they just need to fine fine tune fine tune it a little bit. Somebody else somebody needs to look at these these cuts and maybe maybe just do a little chop and a little snip snap here and there. Snip snap, snip stop, snip snap Speaking of movies that are uh bad horror movies with no purpose whatsoever and universes no one knew existed, I saw the last voyage of the Demeter. Evil is on board. Powerful evil.
1: We call him Dracula. Uh,
0: nobody saw that movie. That was the mm. complete opposite of um, "Talk to the Hand." It was a absolute <laughs> disaster. It cost forty five million, and it made twenty one. No. So, uh, that's just terrible. And I don't know. I have to say. I wanted to see it because when the trailer came out and they were like dudes on a boat and it was all spooky and dark and gloomy and rainy and they were like, there's something else aboard the ship. Dun, 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 dun. It's Dracula. And then like Dracula. Was <laughs> there. I was fun. like, no. Yeah, exactly. I was like, no way. They got Dracula on a boat. That's that's <laughs> sick. The Dracula boat. And then, yeah, I don't know. Just the, the concept was like, okay, this is either going to be like stupidly fun and awesome or it could be genuinely good and instead mm-hmm. it was neither it was just bad so uh, was that I supposed was to be
1: a horror film like that yeah was like,
0: okay yeah and did you see the giant billboard of it on Highland and Hollywood at like off the 101 i don't know if you've been down that freeway recently but there's a giant I don't live there in was, LA anymore I, you feel like one week but there were was, was so there was the posters for this movie all over the place i thought it would do at least a little bit of money just because of how much advertising there was i mm-hmm. thought somebody would see this movie right but then it was it was in theaters for what one week when i was trying to see it And it already was tanking and uh, the Mm. reviews were terrible. But I still wanted to see it. And there was one showtime every day for every theater that I was looking at. And they were all at like 9 at night. I couldn't believe it. So I tortured myself and went and saw it at like 9.30. I'd just seen Old Boy in the... 20th anniversary re-release which is awesome and then I was like well gotta go see The Last Voyage of the Demeter now and the theater Mm. was packed. I mean it was a tiny theater but still like every single theater was full and it was full of the strangest people which is I guess what you get at 9.30. You get weirdos like me who are seeing this movie for no reason but then there was like this couple that was on a date but they were like a weird middle-aged couple and the dude was wearing like cargo shorts and a hockey jersey and he like every time something like spooky happened he like turned and like stared at the girl he was with as mm. if he was like did did you did you react were you scared you know like mm. i was like guys can you shut up can you stop there was also there was a dude straight up in his pajamas like he had the flannel pajamas on and like nice. flip-flops and a hoodie i was just like what the fuck Respect. goes on it's it, the americana AMC at 9 30 on a Thursday. Wait, you saw that
1: at the Americana?
0: No, actually. I think I saw it at the Burbank, whatchamacallit. Uh,
1: okay. Yeah, one of yeah, the Burbank yeah. ones.
0: It was the Burbank one in the mall, the AMC eight. No, this movie sucked and learning about how it was made it was so baffling. Um apparently this was in development hell since the nineties. And because after like the Bram Stoker's Dracula that Coppola did, um mm-hmm. somebody who worked on that very fun movie, very fun movie, great Gary Oldman love
1: it, in it. yes
0: um so I guess uh there was uh, someone who had worked on that movie wanted to do this last voyage of the Demeter thing because apparently in the in the Bram Stoker Dracula book. There's a chapter of the, I haven't read it, but there's a chapter of the book that is a captain's log from describing the events of the boat that transported Dracula mm. from Transylvania to England or wherever the book takes place. Right. Um, so then the guy who worked on. Coppola movie wanted to take that chapter and make it into like a full movie and Mm -hmm. like uh, Amblin picked it up Spielberg's uh, company and then over the years just It would not get any traction but like all these names would get attached to it and then it would just fizzle out and never actually get made Ben Kingsley was supposed to be in it like it just it just was a was a revolving door and just never got made and I think what happened was uh, because Hollywood is just so bankrupt now someone Mm -hmm. at Universal was just like "All right, we need a movie what do we got that's not going to cost anything oh hey we got this script that's been sitting around for like 20 years let's actually make it they got the Nor Norwegian director andre uvredal who did uh a couple things that are not bad honestly um he did that troll movie or troll hunter or whatever it was in norway from like 10 years ago that was pretty fun uh yeah, yeah. troll hunter from 2010 and then he did uh scary stories to tell in the dark yeah he's done a few things horror movies here and there that have not been terrible um but this one was just so it was just uh it had no style and it was so boring and it was really just like there was so much talking Over they just oh my god and it it sucked seeing it at nine thirty because there was just so much talking I was like I'm falling asleep I just want to go to bed like end the movie please all these dudes on this boat oh and like the main character is like a black guy he's a black doctor and so then he gets like racismed by like the Russian guy on the boat and then oh yeah and this so the movie (laughs) because the movie takes place with like yeah exactly so it was like I was like oh are we doing this still like really like it was full of like all these stereotypes of like all these like Eastern Europeans are like superstitious and like they're loading boxes. They're in Romania and they're like loading crates onto this boat. And then one of them's like, that is the mark of the beast. I will not set sail on such a cursed ship. Leave ye this vessel. And then they all like leave. And then, then you have a black guy who's like, I'll do it. I will go for the good of the men. He's like an English guy and they bring mm-hmm. him on board and yeah. It, oh God. It was just so stupid. I noticed it. I went, hang on. There's no women in this movie, but you can't make a movie with no women because obvious. So then I was like, <laughs> it's going to be so funny if like there's a stowaway chick who's on the run from Dracula <laughs> on this boat and, and that's literally what happened. Nice. Like they're going. There's like the scene where they're hearing the creepy sounds or whatever, and they're going through the storage room, and they open it up, and oh, it's a woman. There was a woman, and there's a stowaway, and then they all hate her because she's a lady, and there's no room for losses on the ship on the high seas. And but then she's all like, "No, Dracula brought me here. I'm his. I'm his blood bag, of, so he can suck on me throughout the night, so he can survive this long ass boat trip." And then the rest of the movie is basically alien on a boat okay. where it's like the characters get picked off one by one by Dracula. Mm-hmm. And, but it's like an alien there. There's, they're on like a big ass spaceship. This was just on a boat and like the boat isn't that big. So I was like, it's just one of those things where you're watching it, Like, how do these, how can these guys not find Dracula? How is, yeah, yeah, where yeah. is he hiding? He's on Literally, the boat. <laughs> like, yeah, he like, where is he hiding? He can't. And then especially because he, he sleeps the whole day. So like they
1: have the whole yeah, day to like feel a lot lower, right? So
0: like they have the whole day to walk around the boat and find him while he's sleeping, and and That's they just funny. don't. It's like during the day they like they wake up and they find another dead crewman. And they're like, another dead crewman. We have to. He's gonna come back tonight, and we got we gotta prepare. And so they'll like prepare for him to come back. But it's like, why don't you just go? Just find just him. him, like he's yeah. sleeping. He's sleeping. <laughs> just find him somewhere and kill him. Like, how, uh, what? That's funny. What? Oh, and there's this shit little kid too, on the boat for some reason. And there's all these like little bits where he's all like, well, "I'm gonna grow up and I'm gonna be a sailor just like you someday." And then they're like, "No, Johnny, don't do it." And then he like gets bitten by the Dracula and everything. It's like, Oh God, I hate the stupid kid trope in movies where it's like mm-hmm. it's the easiest way to get the audience invested because like no <laughs> one no one wants to see the kid die right so you just throw a kid in there and then yeah. just instant instant high stake so another another hopes.
1: universal flop of their um so the one AP that has not been doing good is Universal's um you know Creatures I mean, or whatever
0: oh right all of their monster movies was have, have not worked out I mean this isn't in that like uh That universe they tried to launch that lasted one movie and then failed.
1: Dracula count as their... He would be one of their monsters or no? No, 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 because Dracula
0: is like public domain. It's based on the chapter from the book, remember, from like the Bram Stoker's book. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's my fault for having high hopes for this movie, (laughs) but I really thought Dracula on a boat was at the least going to be like stupidly entertaining, but instead it was just stupid and boring. And also they should have just called it Dracula boat because (laughs) people went and saw Cocaine Bear just because it was called Cocaine Bear. Like they, they sure were did. just the, t- the title sold the movie. Nobody actually wanted to see the movie, they just wanted to see the outrageousness of Cocaine Bear. So, if you had Dracula Boat and you marketed it as Dracula Boat, could have been a hit. Talk,
1: talk to the hand and Dracula Boat.
0: Talk to the hand, Dracula Boat. I need to start a consultancy where I just name movies. <laughs> I don't make movies, I just read the script and then I go Dracula Boat. Talk to the hand. Yeah. Talk to the hand. Well. I guess it's time for the Barbenheimer. It's what everybody wants to hear, even though we're like the <laughs> movies came out like two months ago now, so everybody's already seen it's it. It's still and in. I don't theater, know if anybody Still cares. in
1: theaters though, which is crazy. They,
0: I mean, yeah, but you know, whatever. Everybody's already seen it. Yeah. But who cares? We're going to talk about it anyway. This summer,
1: Doctor Oppenheimer oh, 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 is about to find out. Oppenheimer
0: style. I thought it was fine. I didn't really care about it that much, one way or another. Um, it was it was a Christopher Nolan movie. It was very long. It was very loud. I didn't know what anybody was saying,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and it had all the Nolan moments. So I think if you like Christopher Nolan movies, you'll really like it because it's got like all of his isms. Mm-hmm. In it mm-hmm. but i mean if you don't like it if, if you don't like his stuff you're probably not gonna like the movie at all
1: and um it was like half biopic and i hate biopics and it's just so much to like squeeze in like the first half hour it really was like i don't know what's like good like you said i don't know what anyone's saying so fast. i don't the really first know what's going on. Was, so yeah. fast like i was like jesus christ like okay <laughs> Like, like
0: every thirty like, seconds, they cut to like a new scene or something. I was just like, "Stop, stop! What? what what's going on? What, what? Where are we? What's happening? What year is it? What's happening?"
1: Yeah, and just going into it, I was just like, I don't know, movie about atomic bomb. It's going to be problematic. Like you can't not have it be like. <laughs> pro- it's about the atomic bomb, and you're, but you're following the guy who made it, and then in the end, they cast him as the big victim. You know, so it's like, eh, I don't know. I could i
0: could do without yeah somehow the movie was three hours long and i thought it was like crammed like it it went it it tried to put too much stuff into one movie despite being three hours long because it's like the first movie is about kind of him assembling the team like it's the avengers mm-hmm. or some shit and then mm-hmm. the second hour is about like making the bomb and that the third hour is a courtroom drama about yeah. you know him being red scared, and it was like okay, but to me the the third act was like the most interesting about how like the government tried to shut him up and like brand him as a commie basically just because he was like vaguely left, and yeah, to me, I think like, it could have that...
1: just been about that,
0: right.
1: which I know is hard to do when he's that when like you're like oh but this is Oppenheimer how are... but I think that could have been interesting to not include any of that other stuff to just do that, but after. Have, it's like they literally go from exactly like assembling the team of vendor style, which is going to, to me, comes off as like, like, I know his whole, what he, you know, in interviews and stuff, he's like, yes, like, we should not have, they should not have dropped the bomb, bomb is bad. But then, yeah, the way he makes it, it's like you are glorifying this whole entire process, like, up into it. And then the bomb drops. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, and now this guy's being persecuted. And I'm like, well, I don't really want to, like... Like now I don't feel anything about that because this bigger awful thing just happened, you know, where had they just focused on that part of it. I think that's like a really interesting part of, you know, history and American history and yeah, the Red Scare and all of that and that in itself could have been good. But doing that after... You know, the
0: whole bomb thing. After well, And also after two hours of runtime, like you're already, you've yes. already <laughs> sat through like two hours of movie and then there's a whole other hour and you're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but yeah, because like I think, I mean, th- to me and what I got from the film is that all of the interesting things happen after the bomb is dropped. Like that's what the story is, is his reaction to it how it like affects him how he has like this what have i done moment how he kind of tries how he becomes like a minor celebrity but then tries to you know turn away from that and then gets like persecuted and everything like that could have been the whole movie like the movie Mm -hmm. could have started with the the dropping of the bomb you know i don't Mm -hmm. i don't really know why there was two hours of like lead up you know what i mean i don't know if any of that was was ter- for me I it wasn't I think because he wanted to make a movie
1: about I mean it's called Oppenheimer like I think he did he was really fascinated with this guy and like it really did come off as of some like biopic I,
0: I, I was not invested during like the making of the bomb and all that I was just like okay well I know what happens they make the bomb you know, and then, then they, then drop, they it. drop it <laughs> yeah <'cause>, you know <laughs> but like what I did I genuinely didn't know about like all this stuff afterwards I was like oh this is neat and new and interesting but up till that, um yeah, I mean we kinda joked about it being like assembling the Avengers, but like it kinda did feel that way, just the way like, Whoa, it's Neils Bohr and then like the music like swells and he turns around as like the camera zooms in and as if the audience is supposed is gonna like point to the screen and be like, Oh my god, it's Niels Bohr As if like he, yeah, that's
1: Nolan's. So everything is just so cinematic, right? And there's yes. so much music always. And so, again, oh I just. Oh my God, the music was like,
0: just crazy.
1: Him making that movie. I mean, I think there's anyone making that movie would be a tough one because it's the atomic bomb. But him, especially because everything is so cinematic, it's just going to, even if he's not trying to glorify it, like it just glorifies it because everything is like swooping and momentous and you know right and, it's, nice. and the
0: music is such a important part of like making the audience feel something in a particular way mm-hmm. you know so it's like yeah like it, I, I would be willing to bet that like eight out of ten people watching this movie don't know who like you know Niels Bohr is or whoever but then like when when he frames the introduction of the character that way and has the big swelling music and the camera pushes in and like all that stuff. It's like, if you don't know who he is watching it at home, you're like, Whoa, he's important, you know? And like, there's just everything in the movie is like, just so like you say, cinematic that everything feels like this is like the moment. This is, so important this is so crazy like blah 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 no one can never tell a movie just about like normal people like well at least he hasn't in like 20 years i think his early movies kind of do but since that since like he started down like batman and everything everything's been like batman movie, like superheroes or like inception which is like a high concept sci-fi thing mm-hmm. uh interstellar is a, a big sci-fi thing tenet is just completely off the fucking rails that movie's like totally incoherent um yeah, he's... he's. But
1: even those, I think, yeah, he does better at... And I, like, I don't... I didn't, like, I think any of those movies you just listed, but... I could still go in a theater and be like, oh, that was, like, fun, though. That was, like, a fun watch. I won't watch it again. I don't think it's, like, thought-provoking, but it was, like, fun and cinematic and looked good. This movie did not look good. I saw it in seven. this whole 70-millimeter IMAX experience. I did it properly. Same. I was like, this did not. I did not need to watch this movie like this. Absolutely <laughs> did, not. did not look good at all. And because it's, I think, yeah, high concept when nothing has to be believable, it works. But when you're doing this really historical thing, it just isn't true to how the world works. Like at the end, okay, so there's like the, the actual villain of the story, right? Is like Robert Downey Jr.'s character, um, who does suck, he also does suck. Um, But he, you know, he's like doing this, like basically setting um, Oppenheimer up, right? Um, For, yeah, just being like a little like leftist. And his the guy who works under him, I don't know what you would call like what he did, but there was that guy, he was like um, I don't know, he felt like an intern or something, but he was just some guy working like right underneath him. And he like at the end is like, Oh, he like, wait, you were lying this whole time to get him? Like, oh, like I'm I'm going to make sure they get you now. And it's like in the world of politics, like, come on, like no one yeah, gives there a, was shit. a there was
0: a big twist at the end. I was like, did this movie need like a twist? Like no. did it need a reveal, you know?
1: And it just isn't true to life, but you're making, you're trying to make this historical like thing, but then you have to add in these like cheesy Hollywood things, you know, that just are yeah. not true to how things would go down or happen or not true to human nature even. So yeah, I think you should just stick with like the high concept, weird shit.
0: No, because Tenet was so bad. I, you? Did you see that?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, it but makes no sense, okay. right? Like it's completely It makes nonsense. no sense. But in the theater, I had a lot more fun watching that movie than this fucking movie. Yeah,
0: it, I mean, it was like so stupid. It was kind of like entertaining, just being like, "Wow, this is this makes no sense. This is ridiculous." I did enjoy watching it, but I thought it was stupid. Yeah, and
1: there was like cool car chase. Yeah, it was stupid. But it was like cool car chases. It looked good. Sounded great. This movie I just yeah. Also, it just yeah didn't look good. Didn't sound great really kind of bugged me morally just everything was yeah
0: i think christopher nolan's biggest issue as a director is that he's he's more concerned with the moments than he is like with the characters like everything's Mm -hmm. about those big you know whoa it's epic it's cinema more than it is about like what's actually going on with the story you know and i think like Mm -hmm. interstellar is like a prime example a lot of people like hate that movie or love that movie it's very weird I feel like Christopher Nolan either everybody thinks he's like this crazy genius this modern Kubrick he's one of the best out there or he's like an absolute hack fraud who sucks and doesn't deserve anyone's attention but I I'm in the middle i i like a lot of his movies and i don't like some of his movies um but interstellar kind of embodies that where people people saw that movie and they were like this is life-changing this is Mm -hmm. one of the most beautiful (laughs) movies i've ever seen i mean it's like it's in like the letterbox like top 10 highest reviewed movies which is crazy for a site as like snobby and annoying as letterbox that something like interstellar is like in the top 10 that's insane um yeah but then on the other hand you had people who were like oh this movie's garbage it's stupid it doesn't it's not about like blah 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 but really i think it's just this movie and interstellar kind of like he just goes for the sentimental and the moments and he's he's very spielbergian in that way like he's always trying to like find the movie moments then it overpowers the story and i think that kind of like it worked at interstellar because it i think it tricked is a loaded word but i think it tricked a lot of people into thinking the movie was way more profound than it actually is Mm -hmm. just because of the way it's presented right but i think with this one i don't know if anybody's been tricked because it nobody really has talked about it that much i don't know i see i feel like everybody saw it but nobody had any strong opinions on it one way or another
1: yeah i feel like it's lucky that it came out when I mean, obviously, okay, he's a huge director. People were going to be excited for the next thing he made and it had, like, a loaded cast. So it was always going to be very, like, hyped and would have done good in the box office. But it happening to come out when Barbie came out and people being really weird about morphing those movies together and that happening, I think also just, like, helped a Because people who I think maybe wouldn't have seen a movie like that, but they were seeing Barbie were like, oh, we got to do the, like, Barbieheimer whatever experience, you know? But then, exactly, I have, so there was a lot of hype and, like, going to see it and then i have not heard like anything about people's thoughts
0: on it whatsoever yeah, like everyone saw it but it's like they saw it and then that was it
1: yeah i think everyone because of the hype they were like oh yeah i was supposed to enjoy this so i'm just and i didn't so i'm just not gonna like say anything you know because it was like part of this yeah. big like build up um like no and one I'm wants happy. to be the guy
0: who didn't like the y- thing
1: yeah and i'm happy i was happy to see people so many people go to the theaters like sold out theater like i oh, yeah. like, I thought it was a cool phenomenon it was fun that was great but the movie itself yeah i think nolan just like makes movies that are not this movie but all his other ones like high concept ones i think he just makes them confusing and because people get confused they're like oh this must be really heady cuz right, i like because don't I get di- it i didn't understand yeah. it and <laughs> I don't i'm get an it, idiot so it must be really so, smart yeah, exactly
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, especially Tenet, which is, uh, that movie's just off the rails in the the lack of sense that it makes. Um, I think my favorite Nolan movie is probably Dunkirk because it's like his least Nolan-y Same. movie. It's yeah. only an hour and 45 I actually really minutes. actually like that movie, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's an hour and 45 minutes, so it's like an hour shorter than every other movie he's made and there's like hardly any dialogue it's all visual storytelling Mm -hmm. and it's just like a nice condensed little story that's like entertaining yeah it looks great great. sounds great yeah yeah no everything i was it's a it's a very nice relatively short for him uh film that doesn't have as much of those i mean there are some of those movie moments but like not like this i mean oppenheimer was like just full of the big dramatic I, I kept thinking about Spielberg honestly like every mm-hmm. every time something happened I was like oh this is so Spielberg like he's trying to be Spielberg so bad especially with the um the final shot and like the the Einstein moment reveal also thing I could not end. take
1: Einstein seriously I <laughs> know that the why? guy who played him did a bad job I just I don't know something about I don't know why every time Einstein came on the screen I just had a big eye roll yeah, I just well, couldn't take it seriously, I don't know no, It's like he's too they,
0: famous they, Right, like no, because they played him up like it was the Avengers Like he was Nick Fury <laughs> yeah. or something and Every time like these scientists were there It was like, whoa, it's Einstein, whoa Like instead of just being like Oh look, it's Albert Einstein The guy, yeah. the guy you know, it was like Whoa, you know, even though To them he was just a guy <laughs> You know, he was just like a, a scientist So Yeah, that ending was just like so dramatic and and so big and that's what he cares about that's what nolan really really wants he wants those big those big moments like with interstellar again you know like you have the poem that keeps getting recited it's like whoa he's the poem and the black hole and the you know it's so deep it's so epic whoa and this does the same thing with like some of those visuals of like the fluttering lights and whatever and the soundtrack was just ridiculous i mean it was so over the top and it was so loud
1: he's yeah, i feel like he's the most because he's he's british right
0: british american yeah
1: oh so he was born wait so where was he born
0: no he was born and raised in. he was born and raised in the uk but he split time between apparently london and chicago
1: that makes more sense places
0: on the planet <laughs>
1: Yeah, for sure. He does feel like the most American of any like European filmmaker, you know? Yeah, like-
0: definitely. I don't know. I, I I was so just kind of uh, when I walked out of the theater that I was like, you know, I'll see it again so that I can get like my definitive thoughts on it. And I just haven't because it's three hours long it's and getting long. there and then coming back and the trailers and everything, it, it takes up like your whole day. And so Way I've just been long. like, uh, no, I'm not going to see that again i guess i'll just wait till it comes out i can stream it at home and watch it in two parts or something because it's such a commitment so well do you think we still have time to record the end of the episode or is it yeah, gonna yeah, end yeah. the zoom on us right now we have Uh-oh. less than a minute to end this this show rachel okay, thank well, you hap- for coming on the show <laughs> once again and we'll talk about barbie soon before zoom starts stops doing this to us
1: well happy happy 9-11 Bush did it. Oh yeah! Happy
0: 9/11 Pays to all who celebrate. And uh, <laughs> thank you for coming to the the little summer movie wrap up. And we'll see you next time.
1: Bye. <laughs> Ich konnte zu entgegen